When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon's got the night off, so we're going to go ahead and go through a couple stories here. Nothing too crazy happening in these these games tonight. Yankees are settling into what looks like it'll be a nice win for them over the Angels. Padres take down our or at least I should say leading against the Giants right now. Blake Snell almost to a quality start there with the shutout. The Guardians take overtake the or excuse me, the Guardians take overtake the Orioles. And that's about it in terms of interest in this set tonight. A couple of minor upsets and the Dodgers end up beating the Mets after a late seventh inning uh, strike back or excuse me, fourth inning strike back. I uh, flipped that around there for a second with a home run by Mark Canna gets the uh, Mets back into the game. But of course, all is turned around late in the seventh inning as they come through for that final run, that final run coming on a Gavin Lux single, which drives in Freddie Freeman. You know, Kind of expected this locks up what we thought, or is this is the start of locking up what we've been thinking so far, which is that the Dodgers are the better team right now. But again, it'll all remain to be seen because this is this is a dangerous time 
for the Mets and the Dodgers to be facing each other, right? You're at the end of August. This team probably looks exactly how it's going to look. You're not making any additions and improvements in September that really make a difference. Maybe you get a couple guys healthy, but other than that, what you're seeing at this point is probably the best show of your skill that you're going to have. So it'll all come down to who learns the most from having this series in New York this week. You know, do the Dodgers find some areas that they can expose and continue to win and continue to have success against the Mets? Or do the Mets, you know, maybe they do drop this series, but they pick up a couple pieces of very helpful information on, on key players for this Dodgers side and key weaknesses for this Dodgers side that they can absolutely expose in a playoff setting. So, you know, if you're the Dodgers or the Mets, you'd probably, there's part of you that would rather not have this series where it is, but if you're going to have it here, you got to take advantage of it to the fullest. As for stories and conversation pieces for today, let's start off with the ongoing, um, I say ongoing story because it just doesn't stop Aaron Judge hitting bombs. He's got another one tonight after his one last night gets him to 50. Just shortly after we finished up recording, he broke the 50 mark. He is now the second New York Yankee to reach 50 home runs in two seasons with the Yankees right after Barry, Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. Certainly great company to be in, and now at 51 home runs this year, he's certainly, again, well in play for a lot of records. You know, this could be definitely a, a, this is certainly a historic season, especially considering everything that has gone on this year. We can't forget that the beginning of this, at, at, at minimum, the beginning of this season for him started in one of the most dead ball eras that we've ahead of baseball dead ball stretches of play that we've had in a very long time i'm not sure whether or not this has truly been corrected it feels like it's been corrected but people also might have just gotten comfortable and decided to live with their the mediocrity of the situation that's also very much a real scenario for this for for us all you know this could still be just as bad the numbers could be just as bad and we just stop talking about it or baseball's fixed itself. Either way, to be able to have your second, your second, um, looking to be fully healthy season or third fully healthy season, and your second fifty home run season, under these conditions, where you have such. First off, everyone knows you're coming. Twenty seventeen, you'd only played twenty seven games going into that year, and they certainly weren't great. Twenty seven games back in twenty sixteen. But when he hit 52 in 2017, no one really expected him to be here. No one saw it coming. Now you've had a very, very successful five years in between there, and everyone knows who you are. You're going out there and balling out. That's a lot harder, and it's a lot harder with the baseball issues that they've had going forward. Ultimately, what this is turning into, easy MVP front runner here leads the majors in runs, leads them home runs, RBIs, um, OPS plus, you name it. 197 OPS plus right now is ridiculous. He's almost 
that basically means he's almost twice as productive as the average major league baseball player at the plate this season. He's got a 294 average, 396 on base, 661 slugging. What more this is showing you is how scary good this guy can be healthy and how can't miss he is. And that's without even talking about how dear he is to the hearts of Yankees fans and how big he is for that organization right now. Like he is just such a huge part of them that that adds immense value to him in a contract situation. So ultimately, you know, whether he breaks the Yankees home run record or not, at this point, he's done enough to get, you know, blank check money. Like this is shut up and take my money time for the New York Yankees when it comes to getting Aaron Judge back this offseason. There's no way you can let him not be a Yankee when he's putting up this and means has such an impact on your roster winning games and just your overall fan base's happiness. You can't let that walk out. And he's continuing to make that more and more the case as he puts up these kinds of numbers. But moving on to another story or stretch of stories as we have what I'd like to call a uh, reverse Uno in our Cy Young conversation. Of course, you remember a couple days ago where Justin Verlander leaves his start very early after 60 pitches because of issues with his calf. And, you know, we start questioning, you know, does this start making Shane McClanahan the front runner? I thought that very unlikely. Again, he, in my eyes, he had to miss the rest of the season to get into a situation like that. And all of a sudden the news comes in earlier today that it is looking to be a very minimal stint of time where that Justin Verlander will miss. The team is generally not concerned with that and he should be back to back and good to go sooner rather than later. Meanwhile, Shane McClanahan got scratched from his start today shortly before, while he was warming up, he starts to feel something. He ends up getting diagnosed early on diagnosis of, shoulder and pin a shoulder impingement so he is going for of course all the testing today and they'll get the imaging back within these next couple days that'll ultimately be the only thing that can tell us how long he'll be out whether this is a season ending thing whether this is a 10-day IL stint whether this is just you know pushes start back a few days starts feeling fine tomorrow or the next day we'll have to wait and see either way you know this is a complete shift of the narrative where we were worried about Justin Verlander losing out on what he's clearly earned with his numbers so far based on just one silly injury. And now all of a sudden, not only is he back and firmly planted into that top spot and that top likelihood, but he's got a chance now to break open the distance, break open the barrier if Shane McClanahan misses, ends up missing more time than him is only going to help strengthen that case, which just makes uh, makes it all the more interesting, makes it all the more entertaining. And that's about all I have on that. I'm just going to pull pulled this up earlier and was curious to see what would be here. And I hadn't heard this story until now. I'm back on nationalpastime.com with Today in Baseball History. We're going to go on to 2020 as Giants reliever Tony Watson records his only victory of the season, and it's the only victory of the season without 
getting credit for facing a batter. He did not record a batter faced in this group. He did not get an out from a batter. He threw four pitches, picked off Jake Lamb at first base, and ended the inning. They get, they of course score to put them up, and they win over the Diamondbacks four to one at the end of this all. So certainly, I just I just wanted to share that because I thought it was just such a wacky story that I definitely had not heard in the past from this. Let's go ahead and I'm gonna scroll to a random year and we'll see. Ooh. 1999, at the Astrodome, Edgardo Alfonso becomes the first player in the Mets' 38-year history to go 6-for-6 en route to scoring six times and driving in five runs. Oh, nothing hurts like the 6-6-6-5 game. You know, you're you're, you're so close that you can almost taste that number, that symmetry there. He also hit three home runs, two singles, and a double. For a team record, 16, oh, it gets worse, 16 bases in the 17-1 to route of Houston. So basically, you've got two numbers off here. If you could get 17 back down to 16, and you could have gotten that sixth home run, that would be such, we'd be talking about it a lot more than the monster performance that this was. Like, this definitely deserves to be remembered. Like, six for six with five runs five RBIs is an excellent, excellent day, especially when you throw in a bingo, bingo, Yahtzee Supreme into there. But if you could have gotten the six, six for six, six runs, six RBIs, 16 stolen bases and 16 to one, that would be something beautiful. That's, that's the type of wacky legend that baseball always loves to talk about and would always be remembered. But to wrap things up here, I'm just going to take us through a couple, you know, it's never too early to start talking about the offseason. And of course, let's start with actually this new news as Chris Flexen today was able to hit his innings threshold and he'll vest a $8 million option for the 2023 season. Gives him, of course, that flexibility and make sure he he's certainly in a good spot with all of this, you know, he ends up with a 3.83 ERA this season, over 120 innings, 83 strikeouts, and that's a seven and nine record for Flexen. It it's been a very productive year for him. Yeah, I certainly don't think Seattle's complaining about having to pay this guy eight million. And if I'm Chris Flexen, I really like that security. You know, I'm here next year. I have this whole offseason without any pressure to maybe be able to even get an extended deal because if you're, I mean, if you're Seattle, I don't see why not. This is a guy who's consistently been able to perform sub four for you. He's getting into his athletic prime just about now. And he's shown the health, you know, 179 innings is no joke. 31 starts last year is no joke. So you see all that out of a guy and I'm going to definitely invest in him to be my three or four starter or even, even, even better would be four or five starter, which I think is more realistic as the Seattle team goes. You don't want to just be playing around with that. Why go search for a guy who can be reliable in that role when you have him already? It's, you know, it, it, it makes no sense. You're making your job harder by going out and pulling this guy, whether he's in the bullpen, whether he's, 
your four or five starter doesn't matter. You've got a guy who's going to be reliable, that reliable. You go after it. It's it's 100% worth keeping him around. But either way, he's going to be able to stay with a team that's going to make a postseason run this year and could legitimately be a World Series contender next year. So at least he'll have, at minimum, he'll walk away from Seattle with those with really three very exciting Septembers, if not two really cool Octobers to go along with it. But what I was intent originally going for was we're going to talk about a few opt-out opportunities for these guys. You know, just a couple, I think I'm going to pick out five or six of these guys who could potentially be a free agent, say whether I think they're going to opt out. Of course, the positives, the negatives, all of that. Let's start with Nolan Arenado. Of course, you know, the great Cardinals third baseman. He can opt out of the final five years and $144 million of the contract that got signed with the Rockies. This is all coming in a season where he has slashed 306, 370, and 567 with 27 home runs. Well, certainly, you know, we're talking about that. That goes up among the best seasons of his career, especially when you don't consider the cores effect. You know, this is a 167 OPS plus season. I didn't realize how much better this was than anything he's given offensively before. Keep in mind, in much more favorable conditions in the past, this guy has been able to put up, you know, three 900 OPS seasons only one of which goes above it. If you look at OPS plus, which adjusts for park factors and all of that, this is his best offensive season by about 30%. This is a 167 OPS to a 130 OPS season is the best he's had. He's had a handful of those, but this is worlds better than what he was doing before. And I feel it's pretty, it's pretty darn safe to assume that we're going to be talking about Nolan Arenado as the gold glove winner for the National League for yet another season. A, I just want to make sure I get this right. He deserves to get it right. 10 straight seasons. That's correct. 10 years in the league, 10 consecutive seasons as the gold glover at third base as he continues this unbelievable run of dominance at the position defensively with a 99 percentile outs above average, you don't get much better than Nolan Arenado out there. And you don't get much better over a five, six, seven year stretch than you will see out of Nolan Arenado. What do I think is going to happen here? You know, obviously the natural decision here is to, is to opt out, go out, get your money. He's certainly in line for a massive payday if he decides to opt out of this contract. But more realistically, I would say that this is probably an opt-in scenario for Nolan Arenado, just because you look at the whole scenario from last year. He he had an opt-out then. He could have gotten out and gotten more money than he is on right now. He decides to stick it out with St. Louis, and I know that the money is different than different now than it would have been last year. But what I look at here is I look at a much more crowded free agent market this year than it was last year. 
with all the great names that are going to be in here, including all these guys that I'm going to assume are probably going to opt out. And that's going to hurt him because not everyone is able to pay star money. And that means there's a semi-reasonable chance that you might end up leaving St. Louis if they're not able to come up with the money to make going elsewhere worth it for you. And if he, he's clearly happy here, he clearly wants to be here, I don't see a reason to mess with that. If I'm Nolan Arenado, if I'm already happy with my money, if I was happy with it last year, I'll be happy with it this year. And instead of using that leverage to get more money now, maybe use that leverage to go tack some money on to the end of this deal, get an extension or at least rework it to get more. I mean, this is the way this deal pans out. He ends up with $15 million in 2027, the last year of that contract. He will by far be paid, be worth more than $15 million to the to the team at that point, or certainly when he would be normally signing with them. If he, he was talking, if you talk about him as a 2022 or even a 2023 free agent, he's going to be signing a five-year deal that's going to end up with worse, with uh, more money in 2027 than that by a long shot. So I would rather, if I'm Arenado, say, look, I'm yours, but I've certainly earned more than I've got here right now. Let's fix that. Let's go out. Let's get this deal done. And maybe let's make me a Cardinal for, for life is ultimately, I think, the end goal here. You know, you tack on that extra couple of years. 2027 gets him. That's an extra five years. You know, he's going to be talking 35 at that point. I still think, again, it's worth the money there. But you can, if you tack on a couple more years, that seals the deal that he is with the team for a while. So maybe give him two more years, bump up that those last couple of years of the deal. And that's definitely worth it for Nolan, Nolan Arenado to stay. It would be better off. He'd be better off doing that than trying to push for the best money elsewhere where he's necessarily not happy, not comfortable and not playing alongside such terrific players like Paul Goldschmidt. Speed things up here. Carlos Correa, Twins shortstop, his whole deal was predicated around the idea that he could opt out this season and get more money or go to a team that's going to be able to give him a longer contract. But the way I honestly would love to look at this Carlos Correa deal isn't that it was just, I'm going to get the best money I can this year and hope for more next year, hope for the big long-term deal next year. I think this was more of an audition with the Twins. And so he clearly has said he likes it there. He'd like to stay. I think this is a scenario where unlike the Arenado situation where you're dealing with a team that's definitely going to be in good faith on all of this, I think the Twins could definitely probably use a push to get to the number that Carlos Correa is looking for. So this is more a situation where I can see Carlos Correa opting out, not necessarily to leave, but to make sure he gets the fair market value from Minnesota and force Minnesota to drive that price up. That's ultimately the only thing he would, only purpose that it would serve for him. Moving on with guys that are definitely going to be opting out, Xander Bogarts, the writings on the wall. We've been over this about a million times. So I'm not going to waste the time on it. Same thing with Jacob deGrom here. I'm, you know, as much as it surprises me and shocks me to hear everyone kind of assuming that he's leaving if he opts out, 
I'm not necessarily 100% sure I see it happening. As interesting as the Atlanta rumors are, the fact that he wants to go closer to home. This is a Florida kid. Um, deal in Florida was his hometown. He went to, uh, or excuse me, Armando Beach. He played at Stetson, which is in Dealand. I misread that for a second. Either way, Florida kid growing up at a time where you're a uh, you're a Braves fan. I think the majority of Florida still is Braves fans. The Rays, the Marlins, they haven't drawn the crowd, the state. They haven't won over the state. They certainly haven't done anything to do that and stay in the collective minds. I mean, we talked to uh, Glenn Geffner ages ago, and he talked about the way, you know, it's pretty easy to leave the work at home there just because, you know, you walk out of the – once you're out of the park there, baseball's done. It's not like Boston. It's not like New York. It's not like even, again, Atlanta, Chicago, where you walk out of the stadium and that's not the end of baseball for people. They're still living and dying with every replay of the pitch. They're still 100% invested and, you know, talking, thinking, living the game outside of the stadium. The, The world of baseball doesn't end at the end of the game for them. It does for some of these teams and some of these fan bases. That's why they're not growing out into area that's been dominated by Atlanta. Point is, this is a child childhood team gets closer to home. It's a no-brainer to go there. But I think more reasonably what's going to happen is obviously he will opt out as he continues another insane season. You know, 215 ERA, 14 strikeouts per nine after he came, came back this year. And ultimately, we're talking about a guy who just, he had one bad, unhealthy stretch. You know, this is the one time he struggled with injury his entire career. This is a guy who has had uh, four seasons over 190 innings, three 200 inning seasons. And I believe with 68 innings pitched, I could be wrong. That's got to be close to the 200 inning mark. So that would have been four straight years going over 200 innings had 2020 been a complete season. So I can't see anyone knocking this guy for having one year where he wasn't healthy. Everyone has that. So ultimately coming back late this year isn't going to hurt him in terms of his money at all, especially when he's pitching this well. He's going to go out and he's going to go get a bag, whether it's from Atlanta or if it's from Steve Cohen. I'm not 100% sure, but that is going to be a free agent market decision. And my thoughts on Justin Verlander's opt-out have been made very clear. This is a guy who's been nothing but loyal to this team, and they took the they bet on him by giving him the two-year deal. They bet on him by giving him $25 million this year. I still feel semi-comfortable. I wouldn't blame him in the slightest for opting out, opting out, but it feels like a very much a Justin Verlander move to opt in to help the team, you know, be able to go out and stay competitive and to honor their commitment to him. That just seems that's that's him. That's that's how it would definitely be in my eyes. But that will wrap things up for tonight. Please make sure you follow us on all of our socials at MLB Daily Pod. Thank you so much for listening. 
We'll see you manana. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov pact to learn more and file your claim. Same.